Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Listen, you need more followers. If you want more customers, you need more leads. In order to get more leads, one of the easiest, best ways to do that is by leveraging social media. And the best place to leverage your social media is with Instagram. There are billions of users. You just need to know how to attract the ones who want what you have. Brock and I have helped thousands of people just like you grow their account from like 150 people to 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, even half a million followers. No, you don't need to be a gorgeous fitness model. No, you don't have to be great on camera. It is easier than ever to grow your Instagram account, but you need to understand how. It's not that difficult. In fact, you're probably wasting so much time on Instagram right now And we want to help save you time and make you money by finding the customers who want what you have. I invite you to join us. We have a monthly membership. It's insane. It is the best priced training mentorship on the interwebs, if I do say so myself. When you join Insta Club Hub, your monthly membership entitles you to two live interactive trainings per month. They're insane. In addition to that, you can log in at any time and watch hundreds of quick, tiny tutorials each of which are designed to help you grow your Instagram, reach more customers, and do so as quickly as possible. I want to invite you to check it out. Just go to instaclubhub.com. You don't even have to remember that. While you're listening to the show, just scroll down right now over the show notes. You will see that there's a link there to instaclubhub. You can actually click on that while you're listening to the show and enter your email address to learn more. It's that simple. And we look forward to seeing you on our next live training. Hey there, thanks so much for joining Build Your Tribe. You're in for a treat. Today we're doing a type of episode that we've never done this before. You're going to be listening in on a conversation between myself and one of our social media managers. A couple things I want you to take away from this. Number one, we're talking strategy. So there's going to be some things that you can apply to your own Instagram account. Number two, you can hear how collaborations work. And I don't just mean collaborations on Instagram, but how to collaborate with team members. Today, my guest is Sarah. And Sarah's a member of our team. She works for us as a consultant. She manages a whole bunch of pieces related to Insta Club Hub. And this girl really knows Instagram. So she's such a valuable member of our team. We did a Zoom just talking about some of the strategies and things that we're testing on the Insta Club Hub Instagram account. And, you know, it's on Zoom, so it was recorded. I didn't ever have any intention of sharing this with you, but it was such a valuable conversation. And she's so sharp and so precise. I thought this is a good takeaway. You can understand how to work with your own virtual assistant or consultant. That's number one. Number two, you're going to have some great takeaways. And number three, something came up in this particular episode that I I also think is very unique. And that is the unique circumstance that is created when a husband and wife are the basically co-CEOs. Like, you know, on paper, I'm the CEO and Brett's the CFO, but truly we are co-CEOs. 
And because we have so many moving parts, so many different brands and businesses and team members, it's kind of like when parents have lots of kids and they divide and conquer. We do that every day. So he'll be on some calls one day. The next week, I'll be on that marketing call. And and we go back and forth. It's like, okay, what do you have on your agenda today? What do I have on mine? And we kind of ham and egg it. We both do a lot of the same things, but we also know where our skill sets are. And the way that our relationship works, not just as a married couple, but also as co-CEOs, is ultimately he has the final decision when it comes to our expenditures, when it comes to the way that we manage the operation and logistics of our money. But his decision is formed by my input. And obviously, I can veto any expenditure and he can veto things that ultimately I make the final call on. Ultimately, when it comes to the marketing and social media, I have the last say when it comes to the creative, but he has lots of input there. As you can imagine, it can get kind of complicated for our team. And this has happened on more than, I mean, this probably happens weekly, where I will offer a specific directive and I can almost hear the, like, huh, kind of reaction from the team member. And then they'll say, okay, well, Brett said to do the opposite. Or sometimes it's Brett giving the directive and they'll be like, well, that's confusing because Shalene just told us to do the opposite. And if you're getting two very different directives from a husband and wife, that can create all kinds of problems in a business. So, but it, it happens. It's the same reason why when you're raising your kids, they know which parent to go to to get the answer that they want, right? The only way around this is to continually remind our staff that they have permission to say, hold up, I just got two different directives, or to stop and, and to have the confidence to ask for clarity. We regularly have to remind our team that sometimes it's not that we're not on the same page, it's that we haven't had a chance to confer. If we confer, we're going to get on the same page. But sometimes things are going so fast that you know he's got a split decision to make or I've got a split decision to make and we just don't get a chance to confer. Therefore, it is our responsibility. Brett and I have a very serious responsibility to our team, which is always, we're always adding new people. So we regularly need to remind them that they have permission to say, hold up, this doesn't make sense. I just got two different answers or I'm not clear on what the right way to go is. And and so that happened in this particular coaching call with Sarah. One of those situations came up and, and it was exactly that. It was an instance where, you know, Brett was looking at something from his perspective and we hadn't had a chance to confer. And that gave me the opportunity to remind Sarah, who's one of our, our newer team members, that she not only has permission, but that we want her to ask for clarification. And again, if you work with a partner and not just even a married partner, when there are two people who are kind of the boss, it can be really disheartening and confusing and stressful for a team if they're getting different directives. But in just about any business, that's going to happen. And it's really important if you want to have a strong team that you encourage all of the members of your team to dissent, to have comfortable, confident, and courteous conflict. That's what I like to call it. Not even conflict, but like, it's okay for us to say like, wait, I'm not sure. 
if this makes sense. Can I question this? Ask questions. So can you explain to me the reasoning behind that rather than saying, like, I think that's a bad idea, but just asking your teammates for clarification is such an important piece to any business because if we don't have people questioning why we're doing things, the organization doesn't get better. We aren't able to evolve. We're not able to push the envelope and produce a better product, a better result, a better outcome for our customers. If we want to be our best, we can't be homogeneous. We have to have people on our team who are willing to say, I've got an idea. We have to have an environment where it's okay to say, this doesn't make sense to me. Can I get some clarification? So you'll hear a little bit of each one of those things in this conversation with myself and Sarah. Again, we recorded this without knowing I would release it as a podcast, but you'll just hear how lucky we are to have someone like Sarah on our team. All right, here we go. Enjoy. I assume you have the breakdown of how the account's doing, top posts, et cetera. And, And the way I like to do this is to just hear your perspective on it. You walk me through it and say, here's what I think this means. Here's what I think we should do with this. And together we can kind of talk about a plan. That sounds great. Okay, awesome. I'm going to pull it up separately too. All right. So what do you think is the most significant things that we are doing right with the account? So I think that the account is obviously very, very niche down, which is good. And it's highly focused on like education and tips and tricks. And that always tends to do really, really well. I think some things are not doing so well when they're very like pushy, like promotions and things like that, that aren't valuable kind of tend to just do horrible, but everything else that's focused on value and education does great. Give me an example of one of the posts that we did as a promotion and let's take a look at it. Yeah. The ones that are native, like when I've been taking videos of you, like from the reels folder and turning that into like a, a lead in to like the freebie or whatever it is, those always do super well for the live meetings and things like that. But when it's more of like a, you know, those graphics that are awesome Mm -hmm. for stories and stuff, those never get any traction in terms of like the keyword coming in. So they're not generating the the many chat keywords. Not nearly as much as like the reels. So let's not use them. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and that's really interesting because we know that, right? It's what we teach. It's like, but there is a way to promote and people don't know it's a promotion. They're and they're super engaged and they ask questions and they're like, I have to be on that. I have to be a part of that. It's hard to do that with a graphic, really hard. It can be done, but I I do think it's video. I do think it's real, maybe a carousel, but like it takes a lot of work to do that, to create that kind of curiosity. So that's a great observation. I would 100% agree with you. I think it could definitely work in something like a carousel. If it was like maybe the last slide of the care, like if the carousel was all about the topic and then maybe that graphic was like on the last slide One of the things that I did recently was put out some single images with like tons of tips and things. And then the caption, I'll write like DM us 10 reels for 10 easy reel ideas. And they hop on that really quick. So I think there is a way to do it, but just the graphic is not it. So we haven't been doing that. (laughs) So then another idea, obviously reels are great, but like another way to mix up if carousels or single static posts are still doing okay. Another way to do it, let's say, for example, that we're trying to promote a webinar or a training that we're doing is to 
give them a little bit, but not the whole thing. So for example, five things that you are going to kill your engagement. And we go, you know, carousel one is tip one, tip two, tip three. And the last carousel is for the other two most dramatic decreases in your engagement. We'll be covering those on an upcoming webinar to attend. DM us the word, whatever is our trigger. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. You know, we do this sometimes with promotions I do for my podcast. We don't want to give them like where they're like, oh, now I don't have to listen to the podcast because you just gave me the five things you cover. But we do want to create enough curiosity where they're like, okay, I want to know more. Not tricking people, but like saying like, okay, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that is helpful for me to learn. Helping people to realize like, oh, this is good and I want more. Right. Yeah, no, I think that there's definitely a way to do that. I think that's what I've been doing a lot with like those single images with having like some tips and things, but then here to make your life easier, we'll just give you some examples just click this link or, you know, DM us, whatever. And that's been doing well. So I think yes, it's, you're so you're great at creating this content. We love it. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. So that's one of the things that we're, we know we're going to probably avoid doing, but it is really good that we're super niche down Talk to me about the content that you see that's performing the best outside of stuff that's like Brock and I, or what type of content does perform the best for us? So obviously like Brock's reels and your reels are doing well because it's you guys. Sure. So that's yeah. obviously going to be the Warm case. market. Yep. Duh. Right. That's normal. What I noticed was that reels are doing super well. And I know you notice this too, but they're doing well with like talking more than trends. Yep. Okay. Now, the trending audio ones are still doing well. They're still good, especially if they have a lot of value. But if you look in the thing, four out of five of the reels that were the most shared were talking. Mm-hmm. So original audio. Original audio. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been mixing it up also in terms of audio. I've been mixing it up with like using the original audio or like popping in that trending sound. And I really haven't seen much of a difference, to be honest. It's all about the content. This is just a test, but it might be interesting to pick a trending audio that is actually like a lip sync Mm -hmm. and recording original audio and then pulling the volume all the way down to zero. Yeah, You know, I'll, I'll do that sometimes on music, but I've never done it on a trending audio that's a lip sync. So permission to test that. Okay. Permission yeah, to test that. Definitely interesting. I'll totally try that. And then in terms of posts, like I noticed that obviously the ones that are most share worthy, save worthy, whatever are like the educational ones. I haven't seen a huge crazy difference between carousels and single image infographics. Although know. I have to say that I created one that was six hooks and that one got like over like near like 400 saves and oh, like that, girl, was, that was good that was good I was like Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was like this. the highest saved thing in the entire account and I was like okay <laughs> okay so, so let's do more of that right so yeah. so that means we're already training the algorithm has already identified the people who have saved and shared that the algorithm looks like a lot of things like first of all it was a carousel mm-hmm. right there was that strong hook in and of itself on the original even the color, the font, all that stuff, like you might test it again and this time do six ways to get more shares. Like, you know, the, even the number six worked, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like when an author does chicken soup for the soul, chicken soup for the it's child, like <laughs> exactly just like yeah. six, whatever. And until the algorithm says, okay, we're bored with this, throwing that in there is great. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of like, I mean, you guys have a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of content around. And so there's a lot of like, here's four tips for this. Brock will yeah. do reels, that have like, you know, a good amount of tips and I'll just take them from there. So yes. I'll just make that graphic into different things. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's right. Like, to, so take any real, like, for example, the steal our story posting or were those with steal our story posting. What was that? What type of content was it? That was a carousel created by mm. the designer. So great. And so with six hooks and five tips for giveaways, was that also a, that was also a carousel. So those are getting <laughs> us the most new follows. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. It could, I mean, it could be that the, I don't know, because again, like I haven't seen a huge difference between the performance of carousels and infographics. And Mm -hmm. because we just started doing those single image, like I can't really tell which ones are doing better. Yeah. But in terms of the follows, yeah, those, those were the best, maybe because of the, the header, like steal our story thing. My thing is you, you look at shares, you look at saves. But those are also you've told people to do it. Right. And so people are like zombies and they do it when somebody (laughs) follows like you really have to convince them today that this account is valuable. So when somebody follows, this means that they saw that post, then they looked at everything else that's on the page. Then they looked at the bio and then they said, I'm following like that. It's so it's a really big deal, even though our goal is to get more shares because that's how you reach new people. But it is only by reaching new people that we have the possibility to get a follow and let's see how much overlap there are. And so did those posts, the ones that got us the most follows, how did those rank in terms of how they were shared? The six hooks hooks. one, the most shared and the girl, like a little pat on the back for yourself, right? Excuse (laughs) me. Sorry. Also also the, the profile visits too. the six hooks got the most profile visits. So I'm assuming that it must have ended up on Explore, right? That would probably sure. be that would probably be the the case is that it ended up there. And the same thing with the profile visits, the Steeler our story posting one also got there too. So good. This is yeah. great. That's awesome. Let's see what anything else that you, you know, want to tell me that you'd like to do with the account or things you want to change up? Not necessarily. I've been okay. experimenting a lot with like figuring out the best way to do stories and things like that. I don't know if you're privy to this conversation because I was talking to Allison and Brock and Michelle about it yesterday. Collaborations. This is just like, you, you know, I love testing this stuff. So right. if there's ever an idea where you're like, Shaleen, I've got this idea. I don't know if it'll work. Even if it, we lose a bunch of followers, I don't care. I love testing stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and, and, our, and our community expects that. Like our Insta clubbers, they know that we're testing this on all these other accounts so they don't have to take that risk. Right. Like I made Brock. I don't know if you saw the post he did yesterday, yes. the tripping one. I forced <laughs> I him to do that. He's like, mom, I'm going to lose followers. I'm like, who cares? You gain a thousand a day. Stop being so stingy. That's we got to so, test this so stuff. Funny. <laughs> I'm like, let's create something where people want to watch it over and over and over again. And there's some curiosity and people are trying yeah. to figure out if it's like real or not. Yeah. And, you know, to his point, well, it's off brand. It has nothing to do with my niche. And I never do that. But, you know, we've got to test this stuff on behalf of our members. And I know we always you know, we test this stuff on our feature accounts, but we have to test it on our personal accounts sometimes too. I'm always testing. So anyways, he did so reluctantly, you know? And the reason why I thought about that, maybe it's too soon, is I was thinking about how many people rewatched the Chris Rock, Will Smith slap before we got the audio from, you know, Will and Seats. Before we got that other feed, people only could see the slap. And so everyone kept like rewatching it to figure out like, is this real? Is this real? real? So I filmed like a two second video of Brock and he literally did this like 
tripping and falling to the floor and and posted it with no comment, no explanation. But so here's my thought. Without a doubt, the accounts that are growing at lightning speed are those that are very niched and are doing multiple posts per day. But it's very hard for us to create multiple valuable posts per day. Right. Right. And we've tapped our community and said, hey, we'll feature you. But I want to reach outside of that. And here's what gave me the idea. I follow this account. I mean, it's not one I would necessarily recommend, but it's one that I watch because it's grown so freaking fast. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Let me think it's called. It's called Crazy Probs. Okay. They have 6.6 million followers and they do. Let me see. Wow. They did one 33 minutes ago, one an hour ago, one two hours ago, three hours ago, four hours ago, four hours ago, five hours ago, five hours ago, five hours ago, (laughs) six hours ago. So how many is that? And we're at noon. Eight. (laughs) Yeah. So they're doing like 10 to 15 posts per day. And that's not possible for us to create that kind of content, et cetera. So then when I'm like, how are they doing this? And then what I realized they're all collabs. Every single one of them is a collab. So what they are with their other account, a lot of them are with their other accounts, but some of them are collabs with just other accounts. What I was thinking is, you know, there are great accounts that produce great content that might have slightly fewer followers than us slightly. We don't even care, even if they have like a hundred followers, but their content is golden Mm -hmm. then it's valuable to our audience. And especially if it's like original audios for reels that are teaching Instagram growth, then Mm -hmm. we tell them, Hey, if you invite us to be a collab on your next post, if it, you know, if it's something that we feel is valuable to our community, we'll, we'll accept the collaboration. And then that way it elevates them. We can start producing a lot more content. I think I'm going to do is I'll create a video that you can, you know, save on your phone. And then anytime you find an account, you're like, Ooh, or a reel or whatever. And you're like, Oh, this is really good. You could just send them that video, just kind of explaining why we want to do the collab and inviting them to, to invite us to be collaborators. Then just check our DMs because that could like give us some, just load us up with great content. And yeah. it's just a little bit faster way to do the reshare. I like that a lot. I really like that idea. I actually had brought up the idea to Brock to possibly have him collab with the account more. Cause like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like that would just make sense. Like, absolutely. I, I actually specifically told him before the lives, I was like, okay. if you ever make a reel before the live that promotes the live, just collab with us because I could just share it. You know, <laughs> that makes sense. You know, we don't want, for example, with this particular account, if we just collabed too much with Brock, then it becomes a repeat of Brock's count, right? But right. I do like the idea of like once Everyone's you start getting a, a lot of collaborators, because we don't want to feature like the same person over and over and we're just like building their account. But sure. if we have a bunch of people, it's a win-win. People are going to say yes. And it'll just be interesting yeah. to watch and see how that does. You know, I, I had this woman reach out to me about infertility fraud. Mm-hmm. And she's like, will you create a Instagram reel for me about that. I'm like, it's not my, like, I don't know anything about it. And she's like, it's the same thing. It's medical fraud. And it's, you know, you've got this great platform. I don't have a platform. We need to get this word out. And I said, well, if you create something for me that I can put in the reel, Hmm. then I can collab with you because I'm not the expert you are, you know? And so we did that. And you should like, I think a couple hundred followers at the time. And now she quickly went up to like 2000 followers, but more importantly, she has said that like it really changed legislation because people got involved. Right. So it's like, and it was great content for me. 
So I (laughs) think this is like a great way to be able to, for us to like push out more content that's valuable without taxing you, without turning the account into like a repeat of Brock and Shalene, you know, it makes it just so much easier, hopefully for you to like, go like, this is great. This is great. And I'll, I'll make that video. And then you can just like DM it to people. Now, here's my question with that, because Mm -hmm. I remember that when I first started doing the Instagram and the whole thing, I remember that Brett told me that I can't share certain people because they're like competitors and things Mm. like that. If it's a collab, then that might be different. Oh, you know what I think his point was, is that we were just promoting the same couple of people over and over and they had competitive, maybe, I don't know. Also know, as I mentioned, like in our group meeting that Brett and I, sometimes he'll have an opinion or a suggestion. We haven't flushed it out together where I might give him the devil's advocate view or my opinion on it. So whenever you're like, huh, that's interesting. I'm not sure like, or questioning it just, or if it's contrary to what I've just suggested as you've just done, say, hold on. Like I've got two different pieces of information here. Yeah. Yeah, He he was talking about like the reposts. I have a different opinion. And so we'll, we will definitely butt heads on this. He and I, I just feel like there's enough to go around. When you do that for somebody else, it reciprocates them. I might not do it on the day when they're like doing a launch, but you you don't always know that, you know, and if you do, and you find out you're like, oh, wow, they're doing the same webinar that we are on the same day. Yeah. Probably archive that post, post it later. I am of the mindset that there's enough to go around. I mean, we don't ever want to turn Okay. Well, if it's an account though, where I can collab with them, then I feel like it would be a whole different game because it's not just posting. It's like getting their followers too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that. And then we'll, we'll just see how that goes. You know, what kind of great content we get from it It might be reels. Maybe it's carousel posts, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts on whenever I do those reposts, just collabing and seeing if they accept? Meaning like whenever yeah. we just repost anyone's content, seeing if they'll accept our collab. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, duh, right? That could be cool. <laughs> Let's test it and and, and report back and lo- let Michelle know too. Okay. Send me a voice text so I know how that turns out because I hadn't even, duh, yeah, it's like the same yeah. thing. The thing is and, that- and like, It invites because, them to do it. Yeah, I think the only thing is that because I was hesitant to like, I feel like a lot of the people that I've been reposting have really good content, but not a lot of like followers. So- Again, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it's that big nope. of a deal. No, but... it is not. Okay. It is not. The only thought I did just have about inviting someone to be a collab when we're going to do a repost of their content, they might be like, well, but I already posted this. So why would I post it again? Right. Unless it's quite far apart. Right. And then you could always send them a DM and say, like, I know you already posted this, but we wanted to share it. If it's too close to the time you originally posted, we totally understand let us know if you want to invite us to be a collab on your next related post because we'd be happy to share it or whatever. That's smart. I I like that idea. I feel like it can't hurt, right? Like if they don't want to share it, then they don't have to share it. Yeah. Some people won't get it. Yeah. They won't understand, but some will. I'll do a build your tribe episode on it too. That'll kind of like help educate people on this trend, hopefully. (laughs) Okay. Well, awesome. Anything else? No, I think that is it. I'm excited Great. about it. <laughs> well, you're, you're killing it and we really appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. It's been so Anytime fun. you want to jump on a Zoom, we can. Oh, thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most every podcast app. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursday. For Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, The Shaleen Show. It's about living your best life, improving all areas like mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, ADHD, fitness, self-care, sleep, and so much more. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.